Thanks for joining us today at Second Look. In this episode, we're going to hear from Mary Wilson, who is our Director of Women in Ministry, as well as Todd Erickson, who's our Pastoral Executive, and they're going to be talking about some new things going on in Bible studies this fall at Second. I'm here with Mary Wilson, and we're looking forward to talking with you about the new Bible study format for Amen and for Women's Bible Studies this fall. We made some changes to the Amen ministry. We've expanded it beyond just a Thursday morning format, and we are moving to add a Wednesday night format that's going to be exactly the same as Thursday morning. And the reason we did this, and the reason I'm excited about it, is it provides a greater opportunity for men to be able to access this really important ministry. I think the Amen ministry for the last two decades has probably been the most significant and important ministry in helping men study their Bibles. And so being able to add an option on Wednesday night, opening it up for a lot more men uh, to be able to be a part of that is very exciting to me. Mary, I know you've had some great experiences uh, in the last year, not only with the women's Bible studies that take place during the week, but things took off on a Wednesday night, and that seemed to be a great option for you. Talk to us about what that's looking like on Wednesday nights. Yeah, thanks. Good question. We've got a number of women's Bible studies on Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday. This is just one of them. And yeah, we we tried a Bible study time on Wednesday evenings. We studied the book of James and there was a great turnout because a number of women let us know that this is a good time for them, especially moms of kids who want to go to Kids Connect or um, youth group or various things. One of the things I'm really looking forward to on Wednesday evenings is studying the book of Genesis. I love that both men and women are studying the same book. Now we're going to be taking different parts of the book. We're going to be looking at different passages and we're not following the exact same schedule, but I love that men and women are together studying the same book. We'll have um, the women, the Word-Filled Women Bible Study will meet early in the morning on Wednesday. There'll be a Wednesday morning option, and then there'll also be a Wednesday evening option. And that way, a husband and a wife can um, go to a gender-specific Bible study, but be studying the same thing as their spouse. And we're eager to see families make progress in hearing God's Word, doing God's Word, and retelling God's Word. And it's exciting to us to, to think about husbands and wives both studying the same book of the Bible and thinking through how to live out that Word in the context of their family and how to retell those stories to their kids. Yeah, Mary, I, I remember us discussing uh, a while back what we would study, knowing that we wanted to have, like you said, men and women studying the same thing. Uh, as best we could align it, we wanted mm-hmm. to align it. And we thought that was important for those discussions and even the, the momentum of it in homes as people talk uh, throughout the week. Uh, going back to some of our discussions as to why we were excited about Genesis or why we chose Genesis, um, what are the, some of the things that you'd say, boy, this is why I think it's pretty exciting for us to study Genesis this fall? That's a great question. I want to hear your thoughts as well. I've, I've just gone through the book recently and prepared um, some of our lessons, and I've written a study guide for the women. So the, the book as a whole has been landing on me in a peculiar way these last few weeks, and it's been a real joy to let God's Word do its work in my own heart. And I'd say that one, one area in which I've been peculiarly challenged in reading um, the book of Genesis is seeing who God is, that he is creator God, who simply by the power and authority of his word 
creates everything that exists. And then that same God speaks a word, a word of promise. Um, and he speaks that word of promise in Genesis 3.15. He speaks that word of promise in Genesis 12 and in other places. And we watch this great God, this majestic creator king of the cosmos, invest himself in restoring his ruined image bearers. And we see that he has a magnificent plan to restore his people and that that plan is an ancient plan. And so the days when I'm tempted to feel anxious or to feel forgotten or to, to worry about um, God's intention in my life, I'm reminded that God is for me in Christ. God is for me and he has been for his people from the very beginning. So I've, I've been profoundly encouraged that God in his kindness, the one who holds all power, is the God who works all things together for good uh, of those who are, who are called according to his purpose. So it's been a, a really encouraging few weeks as I've looked at this book and let it do its work in my heart. What about you, Todd? Yeah. What are you excited about? I've, I feel a lot of the same way as, as Bart and I have been um, reading through Genesis and preparing for this study it has been exciting to be reminded, um, as you've mentioned, first of all, just of our, our identity, mm -hmm. that we are stamped with the image of God and that we are image bearers. Now we're broken image bearers. Mm -hmm. And what is God going to do with that? And then to even see the characters, the, the, the fact that this is redemptive history, that it's actual history. It's not, it's not just a, a word from God, though it is a word from God, but he's actually working in... Uh, humanity and through humanity and so to see some of the characters and to understand how they're how they're so important for us to understand Abraham and understand his story and to see the God coming to him in Genesis 15 and bringing that covenant to see the story of him going to sacrifice Isaac and saying to Isaac uh, God don't worry God's going to provide a lamb and then to even think about the fact that God did provide but he provided a ram and so then there's this question left for us that really leads on out even from that place. Where is ultimately the lamb that God's going to provide? And how there's this foreshadowing of what God is doing constantly. Um, uh, and then to see, uh, you know, this crazy character, Jacob, and to see how, um, how much he struggled, how he longed for blessing. And then to, to recognize as you read other parts of your Bible and to see over and over again God saying, God calling himself the God of Jacob. Mm -hmm. and, and realizing that until we really understand Genesis, we're going to struggle sometimes to understand some of the richness that exists in other parts of Scripture. Um, the of God them, of scoundrels. Yes, the God of scoundrels, <laughs> the God of, uh, of schemers. Mm -hmm. um, and that he calls himself that. Or to, or to jump forward to Romans and as Paul tries to unpack the details of our salvation, how he relies so heavily on uh, the story of Abraham, relies so heavily on Adam and our understanding of those things are actually an illustration for our, our salvation that, are, that we have to know. We have to know what God was doing. I mean, that is, that's some exciting stuff uh, there. It's neat that you, you began with talking about identity mm. and how the book of Genesis um, reveals to us who we are mm -hmm. in terms of we're image bearers of God. And it's remarkable, isn't it, that that's not an identity that we have to strive to earn, to mm -hmm. achieve. It's an identity that is bestowed 
upon us in God's grace. And then also as you unveil the various stories and how this redemptive story unfolds, that's part of our identity too, as right. God's people. Just last night we were together, um, The or it wasn't last night, it was yesterday after church, and one of my nieces brought downstairs a big family picture album and wanted to look through the pictures uh, together with everybody. And it there's a sense in which, this is a poor analogy, but there's a sense in which Genesis is this picture album. Yeah. But more than looking at the life of Jacob, what it does, it reveals to us God our Father. So we, we see these pictures of scoundrel Jacob and his ongoing wrestling with God, and we are profoundly grateful that he's our brother. But more than anything, Genesis reveals to us the picture, the, the true portrait of who God is and how faithful he is to his people. So even as I've thought through, okay, how, how might I this next year uh, take some headway in retelling these stories mm -hmm. to my own nieces, especially my, my oldest nieces? I've thought about that idea of the family portrait um, and thinking through how to communicate and invite my nieces in more and more to see their family history mm. and to allow them all the more to know and trust their creator, redeemer, God. Um, so yeah, it's identity in fundamental image bearing and it's identity in our story as God's people. Yeah, I mean, that, that really is exciting to think about and to think about how it applies, like you said, to our relationships around us, to, to be able to know that that we're not just studying some some archaic history with some little anecdotes and some principles for living, mm -hmm. but that it actually strikes at the very core of who we are, and that we can bring that uh, from the Bible study uh, into our homes, into our friendships, and it it informs those things in ways that are that are deep and rich, so that there is a sense in which yeah we go to hear this Bible study, we're studying God's word together, and then there's some action steps to do, but it's also, like you said, a matter of retelling, mm -hmm. a matter of, of, okay, let's take what God is teaching us, what, and, and how we're learning, what action steps we're taking from this, and then let's make sure that we're excited about communicating this, uh, and being able to know how to do that. That is, that is going to be rich this fall. Todd, one thing I'd love to hear you talk about as you think about the message of Genesis and how it lands on God's people, the saints at Second Presbyterian, what, what have been your thoughts and what's your excitement with respect to Genesis 12, 1 through 3, thinking about God blessing us, creating this family of faith and blessing us in part so that we would be a blessing, so that mm. God's blessing would come through his covenant family so that all the families of the earth would be blessed. How do you see that enriching our view of mission here at Second Presbyterian? Yeah, no, I, I love that. I love that you brought that up because it makes me think of the, the part in Isaiah um, where in that prophecy, the same kind of thing it, where God says, or Isaiah says, it's too small a thing that, it, that this salvation would just be for the Israelites, but it was to go out uh, to, to all people. And for us to think about even being a church <laughs> that has been blessed, and I mean by church, the family, not the building, that we as a people here have been blessed in order that we might bless this city, in order that we might bless this nation. Um, so that's going to be exciting. We're going to be able to see uh, this fall and this spring 
really the mission of seconds coming out from scripture of of repairing reimagining retelling reimagining and repairing in a way that's going to encourage us to do that so uh, we're excited as you can hear uh, about this fall and this spring and this wednesday night bible study the amen wednesday night thursday mornings and we truly hope that you will take an opportunity to be a part of that mary I know there's some other Bible studies you might want to encourage some people to come to as we wrap things up. Um, What would you want to say in conclusion? Yes, there are wonderful, many wonderful opportunities to gather around God's Word as sisters at Second Presbyterian. We've got Bible studies on Tuesday morning, a Bible study Tuesday evening. We've got Word-filled women Bible study, about which we've just been speaking on Wednesday early morning and then Wednesday evening at the same time as the Wednesday evening Amen group. And then we've got a Thursday morning Bible study as well. So, sisters, you have many different opportunities to take advantage of these studies, uh, and we hope to see you there. Thank you for listening. For more information about Second, including location and service times, please visit 2pc.org.